Derek Wood, senior analyst covering enterprise software over at Cowan. Thanks for being with us. I mean, Salesforce has been such a winner. It's up about 40% since May. What are your thoughts? I mean, what a nice turnaround for this company. Still has room to run here? Yeah, well, we were at uh, Dreamforce, their big annual event a few weeks ago. And uh, one of the big catalysts on the stock was the outlook for much better margin expansion than investors and analysts had expected. And, uh, and, and that's really been a debate on the stock for a while. I mean, it's a $25 billion revenue company and operating margins have been sub 20%. And I think investors have, right. wa- have wanted to see more commitment to margin expansion, better cost efficiencies. And uh, what we got out of the analyst day was a, a bigger commitment under the new CFO um, of driving more margin expansion. And part of that's due to the shift towards what they call the digital HQ, which um, is supporting hybrid hybrid work. And this is a company that historically, um, you know, operated in the, the highest cost areas, San Francisco, New York, uh, London, big, uh, you know, expensive hubs. And in today's new world, they can operate uh, more distributed and, and can be more cost efficient and can, um, I think we're going to see shedding more real estate as well over time. And all that's going to lead to better margin efficiencies and, and margin leverage in the future. And what's interesting within your note here where you have and raised your target to a $300 price target, you talk about the margins a lot and, and the good numbers that they've been pulling in, but also say here, we think margin guide is conservative and expect more beats and raise um, going ahead. So what's really driving this and how does it continue? They must just be doing everything right in this turnaround. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's just what I said in terms of the um, operational efficiencies that are coming in, in, in today's new hybrid world. The other thing they talked about is really flattening the organization. I think there there got to be too many layers in the in the sales organization or the go-to-market organization, and um, they're on a journey to flatten that, and that ought to help with cost structure. And uh, this, this commitment to margins, it, it just seems like, you know, there's a lot more upside. I mean, longer term, this is a company that can operate at a mid-30% um, operating margin level, and so there's lots of upside to get to that. Uh, if you see more mature companies like Adobe, they've got uh, even higher margins than that. So, so that's the upside. Uh, but that you know they're they're still committed to growth and and I think that balance of growth and margin expansion is what investors want to want to see and want to hear. Um, the next big focus too is going to be driving synergies with Slack, which had some good operational efficiencies and um, that that was a big focus as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could you expand it out and talk about about the big picture? You mentioned it a little bit about synergies and mergers and acquisition and the growth going forward. This. And, and this is a way to do, have that vertical growth at the same time while the management has really has this philosophy to hold off on spending. And that's been a number one priority to keep that spending under control. Well, I think that they, they're finding pockets of areas to shift spending to make sure they're still investing in growth. Uh, again, shedding real estate is going to help over time. Uh, they used to spend a lot of money on conferences and, and marketing, and a lot more is going to virtual. And so that frees them up to be able to spend more, more money on, on, on sales capacity. And, um, and again, I mean, the synergies with Slack, uh, I, I think you look at the 
150, 200,000 customers Salesforce has, there's a lot of Slack um, deployments inside those inside those customers, but they're very departmental. And the, the, the synergy is going to be to really take more uh, of a top-down sales approach, leverage the relationships that core sales reps at Salesforce have um, to drive more of a top-down agenda sponsored by a CIO or a CFO and really go more end-to-end uh, in terms of adoption uh, of Slack as not only a communications tool, but really an engagement tool to, 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 to access all of Salesforce's applications. And that fits well mm-hmm. within their broader customer 360 initiative, which is really trying to uh, uh, you know, be able to engage customers at every channel, um, at every service level and, and, and have a full broad front office suite from sales to service, to commerce and to marketing uh, and across mobile and web and phone and all the channels, increasingly messaging. Uh, this has been a journey for a long time. They're still early in that journey. Um, and Slack is a nice piece of the puzzle to put more things together. Yeah, you mentioned that in the note, customer 360 remains an important focus in a cookie-less world where first-party data is critical. And really a privacy-oriented approach to marketing, um, that's a big part of it as well. I'm, I'm curious to think how it does in comparison to any of the competitors. Is there anything like this you know, like Salesforce in particular. By the way, I just wanted to correct. When I said 300, that was from your note from August. The 325 is your current price target, which you you put out late in September. So even more bullish on the stock. Tell me about the competition landscape and where Salesforce fits in. So customer 360 and and first party data, that's, that's really around their CDP, which is their customer data platform. Um, and that's really taking all the data you get from customers that interact with your mobile apps that come on your websites and, you know, have click throughs and they collect all that data and they try to analyze that behavior of what they're doing on the website. Um, you know, what pages they're looking at, what content they're looking at and really leverage their AI engine to drive personalization so that you can really do one-to-one marketing, one-to-one real-time personalization um, based on the persona of each and every uh, customer or person that comes to your website. Adobe has a product as well. Um, I think there's going to be a pretty big battle between Adobe and Salesforce. They do come with different angles to the market, but uh, over time they're, they're going to be um, competing more, but it is a, is a merging market. Um, and, and, and in terms of, um, you know, the price target, yeah, I mean, the stock's trading at kind of low 40s, free cash flow multiple on next year. I think as you start to look at calendar 23 um, and, and, and analysts roll out estimates for that time frame, the multiple is going to look like mid 30s. I think that's pretty, pretty attractive for this asset for kind of a 20% growth company and for a company that, you know, they've really been um, on a journey to, you know, become overpass the biggest legacy software vendors out there. Um, by 2023, we estimate they're going to be surpassing SAP for the first time ever in terms of revenue mm. scale. Um, and, and then the next stop really is to try to surpass Oracle. And, and they've got a target to get to $50 billion in revenue by calendar 2025. So, um, you know, the growth isn't letting up and and uh, the scale is getting bigger and bigger. And I think that uh, that's certainly good for share appreciation over time. 
Yeah, absolutely. With great companies, as you mentioned, right, from SAP and Oracle. It's good to chat with you about all of this. Derek Wood, thank you very, very much. Nice to see you, Derek Wood, over at Cowan, the 325 target on Salesforce. Come back soon. Give us some updates. Thanks.